Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the 143. What is up, everybody? Back at it again. Episode Once 6. Again. Our first off-season episode. Indeed. We have and a guest speaker with us today. What's up? This man, Sean Wright here. Fellow Dallas Cowboys fan here to talk some Cowboys football with us. And also, we share another common thing. What is it, Sean? I have a podcast as well. You have no a podcast way. as well. It's not only me. It's two other buddies of mine. My roommates, actually. And it's called the Bull Club Podcast. Sean, Bonner, and Jackson do a very good job on the Bull Club Podcast. Kind of talk about random crap. It's really fun. It's like we said before. They are your experts in everything else. But today, Sean is your expert on the Dallas Cowboys, just like us. Absolutely. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Proclaimed. 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 There you go. I definitely heard pro cream. You know, I forgot to Are read you in my favor of cream. I forgot to read my dictionary this morning, so that's you what can it was. be in favor of cream. No one's. No, I mean normally I get up in the morning. Um, I read. Don't you like cream in your coffee? I read thirty pages of the dictionary, and then I do like a thousand push-ups and a You must have missed the P page or something. I don't know. What that's it was. true. Right. And then um, by then it's four a.m. So then I got another couple hours until I actually go to work and stuff. So all right, well this show's not about your morning routine. You know, we'll talk about that later. That's I mean, your fake morning routine. No, it's real. We, that's what we talk about in the Bull Club podcast. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. if y'all want to hear about Sean's morning routine, I mean, fake real morning routine. It's real. Uh, so go, Trust look me. up the Bull Club podcast on every platform you want. But we're excited to have Sean in today. Um, we're gonna talk some Cowboys football, and um, we'll start out like we normally do with our stat of the week, brought to you by the Bull Club podcast, as they have been. So gracious as to sponsor another stat. We love to sponsor our friends. Yes, Keep they them do. Close. Much appreciated. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's what they That's say. That's why Sean's on the show, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, I'm no enemy. I'm a friend. Sure. Anyways. Right, um, our stat of the week is about the Cowboys because this whole episode will be about the Cowboys. How coincidental. It is a coincidence, isn't it? Coincidence. But our stat is that the Cowboys this season led the league in penalties per game quite a shame at 13 penalties so per myself. game uh, so the refs dude we'll definitely be talking about them later the penalties and how ridiculous it is but um that's our stat of the week it's a sad stat not one we're proud of one but that's brought to you something by the that needs club. to be brought up because it is an issue it definitely is i feel like it has to get talked about we're going to hit every issue imaginable every issue now for our player of the week our player this is just from his overall season as a Dallas Cowboy. Mr. Trayvon Diggs, the truth as we like to call him here in the 143. He was a absolute menace in the secondary, coming up with 11 interceptions, the most in the NFL. Clutching up for us on defense. Trayvon, Unfortunately, not in the playoffs when it actually mattered. Trayvon is the truth. But other than that, season. I thought he did pretty well. Mm, that's kind of a trend of non-clutching up in the playoffs. I'm going to have to agree with think. you. Yes. I concur. On the Dallas Cowboys, we don't like to play good in the playoffs. No, we just kind of quit playing. I, I wish I could well, tell you why. Well, okay, before we start before we start getting into everything that we saw that was wrong this season, which definitely was a lot, let's talk about what what are some good things that y'all saw this season that actually you, you liked and you definitely want to see again. Ooh, can I go first? Sean, calling on you. Go. All right. Um, short answer, nothing. Long answer. Mm, long answer. Not one thing did I see that was good. I'm going to have to just, just added words disagree to you... on that one. 
One good thing Ooh, I saw Ooh. was Micah Parsons coming in as a rookie, stepping up, yes. and immediately, okay, he wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Should have won Defensive Player of the Year. He is in running for Defensive Player of the Year Should've as a rookie. It. People are already comparing him to Lawrence Taylor, and – Obviously, should be. some people are like, oh, you can't compare him to Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor's a Hall of Famer. They're just saying he's on track to do what Lawrence Taylor did because they had such similar rookie years, right? Right. And I feel like Micah Parsons is going to be a very pivotal point for this defense for hopefully a very, very long time if he can continue to do what he did. He is the fastest man in the NFL. Beat the Cheetah fair and square, all right? Everyone wants to cry and say that, oh, Tyreek had a game two days after that. Well... Plenty of time to recover, if you ask me. Still slow. I mean, Micah, you can tell how bad our defense was last year compared to this year. This year, overall in defense, we were the number one defense in the league. Mm -hmm. That is amazing because last year I think we were like 27th, 26th. And so um, Dan Quinn is a big reason for that. Micah is a big reason for that. Trayvon improving was a big reason for that. Our Mm -hmm. defense just played great this season. I thought our defensive line was very phenomenal. Like once they were healthy, whenever we had Randy Gregory – Demarcus Lawrence um, at the same time. I felt like that helped us out a lot. Um, one issue at the beginning of the season was that uh, we we kind of suffered with injury, but I felt like once players got healthy, the defense started looking up. It's just funny because at the beginning of the season, while we were dealing with injury, we were actually winning. And then when we got all our players back, it didn't seem to matter and we started losing. Hmm. I guess so. That's just, a, that's just an observation I'd like to make. But we're still talking about good things that they did. Um, I... I was very encouraged as well at the beginning of the season by Dak's play. It didn't look like the injury really affected him at all. Started mm-hmm. out great. Um, mm-hmm. Which which that means that his ACL injury, obviously, it didn't play a factor. So that's right. good. Right. Um, we'll obviously talk about the second half of the season in a little bit. But the first half of the season, we went 7-1. and one. Our only that's loss very, was to the That's Bucks very good if you ask three. me. And it really came down to the very end of the Bucks game. I mean, it was Dak's first game back in basically a year, and he went, went to Tampa. toe-to-toe with the GOAT himself. And and Brady just did what Brady does at the end of that yeah. game. I mean, that that's all that was. Ultimately, Brady has Greg Zorline to thank for that game. Yes, you he know? does. You can't ask for much more against yeah. the Super Bowl winning team. When first game of the season. First game of the season, coming back, we fought that hard. I'd say that's a win for us. Even though it's a loss, it's still I will point out, we have another chance to do that again this next season as we play the Rams mm-hmm. in SoFi mm-hmm. on the first so game fly, of the so season. Fly. That'll be a game. And I hopefully be, we can make a statement. That should be an opportunity for the Cowboys to come out first game of the season, punch them in the mouth, show everyone what we're made of. We came here to play. Right. We're going to win the Super Bowl so with everybody. Obviously, we're Toss all very encouraged by the defense by Dan Quinn, the coach. Um, we were encouraged by some parts of the offense. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as I like to use a quote from one of the greatest movies of all time, Moneyball. Absolutely. If you don't win the last game of the season, no one cares. And okay. if that is not the truth, then I don't know what is. And here's the thing. Let's talk about it. So obviously we didn't win the last game of the season, of our season. And... Um, but you could say that that just reflected the second half of the oh, season absolutely. for us. For sure, for so sure. So sure. let's talk about the main topic of this episode, the reason that Sean is here. Sean, what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys? All right, so it's not a simple answer, honestly. There's it's a whole lot of factors that go into what makes a team good. 
what makes a team bad. Okay. So you kind of need to go through them step by step and analyze each point. So let's start out with uh, the owners. Um, Jerry Starts Jones. At the top. Uh, it's kind of controversial. He has fantastic um, qualities. I mean, he's a very good drafter, I'd mm-hmm. have to say. We agreed on that earlier. We did. He is a great drafter, one of the best in the league. Um, he's pretty charismatic. He's a very good owner for the biggest sports franchise in the world. He made it that way. He made it that way. It's he all thanks to Jerry Jones. Up. Without him, I don't think we'd be America's football team. Absolutely not. And so you got to thank him for those things. But you also have to look at the side of where you come into the cons of Jerry Jones. Um, he tends to linger around the coaching staff and make decisions that I don't think he's qualified to make. I feel like I if you hire coaches mm-hmm. and coordinators to do the jobs they want to do, I don't feel like you should interfere with those. It's their job. They train for it. It's their livelihood. Your livelihood is make it a business, and then after that, you need to stay out, I think. Well, the simple fact is that that's not really his area of expertise. His area of expertise is being a business owner. He's very good at putting our franchise out there, advertising it very well, and he kind of made Dallas what it is today with just how he was able to make all this money. But his, I, don't, I feel like he needs to stay out of the strategy part. Like Other than drafting, that's the – only like football, well, like, an owner is like allowed to real be football affiliation. That he like a have. lot of owners are involved in the draft process, and he's mm-hmm. he's done very well. Yeah, but I'm saying like sometimes years. he'll make game like game day decisions, which yes. are very he shouldn't questionable. be making game day decisions. Like if you hire a coach, like okay, the Cowboys are one of the richest franchises out there, so we have the money to hire capable coaches, coordinators, and staff members. So if you hire those guys, then you should let them do their job, right? I like, agree. I mean, mm-hmm. if I if say okay, this house we've had some AC issues, right? If we hire somebody to come fix our AC, we're not going to tell them how to do it, right? Right. We hire them and trust that they know what they're doing. And my opinion is the same thing, it's just on a way bigger scale. I definitely agree with that. I mean, that that was a really good example. I think that Jerry Jones is like we said a great businessman, a great drafter um, of talent, but mm-hmm. in the end. Your job is not to strategize. Your job is not to secondhand coach the team during games. Your job is not to speak to the media after games. Most Especially whenever that. he's putting down our own players. Yes. Like right talking about how if it comes down to Greg that um, maybe you basically lost. I mean, that's not he what you want to say. That's said. not what you want to say he to your kicker. He thinks people right? care about his opinions on the team, but really they just want a story. So Jerry yeah. Jones is a great story of just completely like um, – you know, going at his team in press and conferences. He has to like know his team. that whenever you're a cowboy, that essentially puts a target on your back. Like, I don't know if you remember, but um, before one of the games this season, uh, one of the reporters asked, this is about Mike McCarthy, about how he felt. And he was like, yeah, I mean, we're expecting to win. And then they twist that whole story and say, oh, well, the Cowboys are too confident and too cocky. Well, yeah, what do you want the coach to say? I mean, we're expecting to lose. I mean, no, every coach I wish is Mike McCarthy that. would so say, say that before every game, that. honestly. Right. That's true. Right. I think we'll hit that point lastly. But I think the second point of when you look at if a team is going to have a winning season or losing season is the talent. Now, the Cowboys have numerous talented players. We are one are of the most talented teams in the league. Easily. I would have to agree with that. Whenever I look if at the Cowboys, the I think of it's, it's very similar to the Oklahoma City Thunder whenever they had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant at one time. 
Now, yeah, that's a good analogy. Those guys had three phenomenal, I guess, solo careers, if you call it, whenever they went their separate ways, right? But they just didn't have somebody that was able to mesh all that talent together, and I feel like that's kind of where the Cowboys are. A lot of talent on defense, a lot of talent on offense, but we don't really have anything to bring it together. Like, yeah, we won the NFC East, but the NFC East is garbage, right? Like, I want to win playoff games, not – and that's what the, we're fact here that, the fact that we blew out the NFC East and didn't win our first playoff game just shows you how bad the NFC East Jimmy G didn't throw a single touchdown that game. We lost to a team that's that terrible. a quarterback didn't. So that means our defense played great. There's not, not a whole lot more you can ask from your defense. Right. They couldn't stop Debo at the beginning, but like at the end, they got stops. Um, but the the thing was is the defense kept giving the ball back to the offense. Like We gave our offense opportunity after opportunity. Right. And even if you look down to it, like even if we came out – with field goals, that still would have put us in the game, but our offense just refused to drive down the field, and that was causing problems for us the whole game. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that the playoff game that we saw against the 49ers ultimately just reflected our second half of the season. We came out, let them score a bunch of points, then our defense started playing great, but our offense couldn't handle it, and they Dak would wait until the fourth quarter to score a bunch of points when we were already down too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we set our playoff record for flags in a game in the playoff game with 14. That's one more than we had per game in the season. That ultimately shot us in the foot. Every time that the defense would get a stop in the fourth quarter, flag, flag first after down flag for after the flag. Niners. Right. Every time we would get a big play on offense – Flag, I mean, that would be holding. drive killers. Like the first three offensive drives we had ended in three and out on going punt. And the thing was, is like with how many like um, short drives the offense had, like the defense would not get a break at all. No. Yeah, they, they would, would still come out and just somehow find a way to get a turnover and get the ball back in the I hands don't of the offense. I don't put any of this on our defense at all. Like I think our defense this season, which is crazy saying that because the Cowboys haven't had a defense in like 20 years. Yeah, I mean, they did the so, best that they could. The fact that we had defense and an offense this year. But I just felt like the shit. Cowboys should have done a lot more. And honestly, I was I was a little worried obviously whenever I heard we were going to play the 49ers, but I was like that shouldn't be a super duper difficult game. I mean, that's very doable for the Cowboys, you know, but um I feel like uh it's just those penalties, you know. Like we said, I mean, the average and those are 13 mental, those are mental or so a game like holding I didn't even know defensive holding was like that big of a deal until we got into the playoff game and we got two in the fourth quarter like what the I heck I think that it's just crazy that we seem to be cocky in the games that you should be like yeah you're gonna win like but divisional not games. confident in games that we need to be confident in like we, like Sean was saying this earlier, we struggle with the idea of confidence because we're amazingly overconfident in games like against the Giants or the Washington football like, team slash yeah, Redskins slash Commanders. Yeah, I hope you beat Mike Lennon, the backup for Daniel Jones when you play the Giants. Yeah, or the Eagles, like playing their backups against us. Yeah, we won that game 56 to 26. Like, mm-hmm. congratulations, guys. Like, you should win that game. Easy. But then we go into the 49ers game and we play like we've never seen a good team before like that all we've been playing is bad teams but mm-hmm. we lost to the better teams in the season we lost to the chiefs we lost to the raiders we lost to the who else did we lose to we lost to the a bunch bucks of people. oh the bucks mm-hmm. yeah we lost to the te- all the one. teams 
that we played that eventually made the playoffs, we lost to. But I feel like we, we didn't had, be a playoff team, except we, for the Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, the Eagles got. I don't know how they got into the playoffs. Yeah, right. Yeah, there te- there tends to be a trend of mental instability with the Cowboys and their so-called like best players. I mean, we look at Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott should be one of the best running backs in the league for how much we pay him. He's paid as the best running back in the league. Paid That's as the best running back in the paid. league. But I would argue not the best quality quarterback. I mean, running back in the league. Because, I mean, Tony Pollard, could we talk about him for a second? We could, because that's actually one of the things that I liked about the Cowboys this year. I feel like he was better. I was he should have gotten more reps. at the top of my lungs watching the playoff game that we need to put Pollard in. Like, for Zeke and just stop him completely. Because Zeke was terrible. I hate how they put Zeke in for the touchdowns, and Tony's just the workhorse. Tony will drive him 70 yards up the field, and then Zeke's the the one-yard game. I feel like Tony's more explosive. He's faster. He's more athletic. He's quicker. He has better hands. He can see the hole better, and he can hit the hole better. He's more motivated. The only thing that Zeke is good at is when we're on the three or we're on the two, we just hand it to him, and he's able to bulldoze his way in. Is it a hot take that Zeke is more of a fullback? I mean, in my opinion, I think he should switch the fullback. That's what he's looking like. I, don't I mean, think it's a hot the take. Speed, Have you ever heard of a ninety-six million dollar fullback? The no. speed is no longer there. You know, the drive motivation is no longer right. there. Right, dude. He's the dropped. man goes to Cabo, Mexico, to quote, air quotes, if I don't know who's watching and who's listening right now, but to quote, train. He's not training. He goes to the beach. Dog, if you're out there dude, by the, yourself, we all know you're just partying or the beach doing whatever you do. Down. I know. Well, he puts. It looks like he puts. Why are you training on sand, dog? You play on turf. Like seriously. Yeah, well, I don't know why. Go back and practice with a team like a normal person. I think. I just think Pollard has huge upside, and Zeke has shown for three years now that he is just declining. I mean, you see their goals in mind when they play. Obviously, Zeke's mind was getting his bag, getting paid, being one of the Mm -hmm. highest running backs in the league. Look at Tony. I mean, his goal is to be better than Zeke. He's competition. Because he's the running back, too, so he's trying to fight for that running back and one obviously, spot. Obviously, I think he's winning, and I'm surprised they haven't given it to him yet. He it's, needs it's, that number one spot. I think spot. it's strictly because of money, because like, you can't sit Zeke on the bench. You can't be paying bench Zeke because he's so expensive, right? Like, I it think, would not make I sense. I think trade Zeke, get as much as you can for him right now. You might get a few picks. He's still um, pretty valuable, where I feel like we could get something out of him. I don't feel like you right? can get first round for him, but maybe a second round. The Cowboys, it's not a trading team. We don't like we to trade. rarely yeah. trade high-valued players. We'll when, sign a few free agents, but we like to draft. As soon as Jerry drafts them and he likes them a lot, they're there. He's never losing you. Well, he definitely got a lot of credit for drafting Dak and Zeke, so he's not going to let them go very no easily. No way. Those are his because prized then that possessions. Which, like, at the time, it looked great. Yeah. Um, let, actually, let's shift the focus and talk about Dak for a second. Highest-paid quarterback, $75 million strictly off of his contract this season. And he comes out and plays like normal Dak. Yeah. He's good in First round bad agent. games, and he's bad in good games. You know, so you have to ask yourself, is that worth $75 million? It's not. You think it's a hot take to say not? I would say it's I would not. say it's mm. a fact. A fact. I would say. I would agree. I mean, there's a huge problem there with Dak. I mean, looking at the playoff game, um, there were a couple times where you would look at Dak and you'd be like, was that really the right read? He's trying to force a ball into double coverage. Or CeeDee Lamb got little to no receptions that game because the cup, the few times that he was open, Dak would overthrow him by like 
like three feet over his head, and it's like, what are you doing, man? And he's too so many bad. Things I can't tell you how many times I've seen this thing where he's indecisive, where he's running to the line of scrimmage, where he's like pump faking, or you don't know if he's gonna run or whatever, and it'll be like a one yard gain or like a sack or something with a line of scrimmage. Yeah, right. You're just like, dude, you could have at least. He's gotta make your decision, right? I think, I think that the playoff game. And I I love Dak. I think he's a great guy. Like I, I off the field, he's a phenomenal I, well, I human love, being. I loved him as a quarterback too. But the playoff game, you can't put that on anyone but Dak. Right. Like True. that that was Dak's fault. With the fact that we did not, we only scored one touchdown in three quarters. That's on Dak. The offense is yours, dude. Like it's yeah, I know it Zeke the was terrible, right? The leader, or whatever. but it's not on the running back. It's on the quarterback. If you can't score, the more Cowboys than seven should not points. be a running team. If no. we have Dak in the backfield, CD, Amari, and honestly, Cedric Wilson, I feel like he's a pretty decent. He's very he's wide very receiver good. three, right? And Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. He was a very lethal tight end. Absolute. Yeah. He was a yak machine. We have phenomenal options on the offense, mm-hmm. and that's four only, that we just named right there. To only try to rely on your running game when you have considerably less options is or the not fact the right that you're being indecisive every single pass like you're paying we're paying amari big money right we're eventually going to pay cd big money right because they're that dalton valuable. schultz is a catching machine mm-hmm. lethal in the red zone, these guys get paid to be covered and still catch the ball mm-hmm. you're never like you're not supposed to be wide open in the nfl that's no. not how it works so if they have a guy on them, you still throw the ball and hook. Mm-hmm. Like their their job is to make the catch. I mean, it's a receiver. The, the, the job is to receive. And They're also, if you them. fit it, if you're a professional quarterback, the highest paid quarterback in the league, you should be able to make that perfect throw where only your guy can get it, and it's away from the DB, right? Right. You would. I mean, you'd only think with if you're the highest. How much paid, we're yeah, paying the, Mr. The Prescott over here? High highest paid. Like a lot of people equate that with best quarterback in the league. Well, Nowadays, because of everyone being the highest paid, like no one equates it with that anymore because mm-hmm. he's obviously not the best quarterback in the league, and he's done nothing to earn be- like highest paid quarterback. To earn any of that money that he's, he's one gotten. in three in right. playoff games. If you can't deliver in the playoffs, then you're not good. You're remembered for how you do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think Dak's a problem. Zeke is a problem. Let's look at the solutions. I don't feel like the okay. immediate reaction for Dak is like cut him or trade him. I feel no. like those I are, him, those are very treatable um, symptoms or whatever. But this this offseason. The reason why we're saying get rid of Zeke maybe is because we have a very reliable option just, sitting uh, behind him in running back too. Exactly. A lot of cap yes. space. And also I feel like if we could be paying Dak less, like he does not need to be paid that much money. Right, then we he could will go be out, paid less this next year. Maybe get some more weapons. Like you know how Tom Brady when he went to the Buccaneers. Tom right? Brady's the best example. Yeah, he refused to take all that money, and um, that way that they could build the team Tom, around Tom him Brady and get him goat. some like, weapons. When he went right? to Tampa, he was already the goat. He okay. could have said, "Pay me anything." Tom Brady may not be the highest paid quarterback, but you know what he is? He's the goat, and he has the most Super Bowl rings. Out of any player in history, out of any franchise in history. So if Dak really cared about the seven. team, he'd take a huge pay cut because he doesn't even deserve so all that money. I would say that going the Tom Brady route is the move. I agree. Just if you ask me. I think that the mentality of the Dallas Cowboys needs to change. You are no longer okay. the team would that you rather won be the, the richest mm-hmm. franchise or the winningest franchise? Obviously, I think it's pretty simple. But like they, they still act like they're the team from the 90s that won all those Super Bowls. Like, it's been 20 years. Dog, we got nobody from that team. Yeah, you got no, except for Jerry. And so Jerry acts like 
you know, he's still high and mighty because he has the Super Bowls. Bro, no. that was Landry's team no. that you bought, and then Jimmy built it up a little bit. You might have helped. In the 90s, right? But it was a dynasty. That was back when you were the owner and not the mm-hmm. coach. So I think that we need to go back to letting the coach do his job. The coach, coach, and the owner. And own. if you don't like mm-hmm. it at the end of the season, you fire the coach. That's how it works. Right. Yep. You don't coach the coach during the But the, the thing season. is, is like with how much mo- I, I know I said this before, but with how much money you have, you should be able to hire someone who's capable and good enough to deliver a team for you in the playoffs, don't right? Look, don't just look for a yes man. Look for a good football coach. Yes, If you have exactly. to back off, good. That's your job. You're the owner. you got a lot of other stuff to take care of. You do not have to worry about the day-to-day of the football team. Mm-hmm. That's not your job. So I understand that it's your team and you care, but like – I mean, you should be putting it into the hands of someone that you trust, which is a coach, right? Exactly, exactly. So, final thoughts on the Cowboys as we close. Mm. I would say overall, this. Um, I feel like I'm very confident in the team going into the future. Obviously, we have things to fix, but um, defense was a huge light for us and Dan Quinn coming back in my opinion Absolutely. I feel like that's going to be a huge very very big part of um, the Cowboys success on defense um, right. Mike is coming back uh, I hope maybe we can fix the secondary a little bit other than Trayvon Diggs like get Anthony Brown out of there please absolutely atrocious man yeah. um, O-line needs to fix the holding calls um, I feel like Dak just needs to work a little bit more, but also this off season he's not going to have to worry about injury, you know, because right. last off season right he had the uh, leg thing, but that's should be all fixed now. So he'll be just straight up working with the team all off season. He should be good to go, locked and loaded. Absolutely, True. Sean. I think the main thing that we struggle with is leadership skills. I Absolutely. mean, if your two highest players are there to be greedy football players. Their goal obviously is not to win playoff games. They may say it is, and but in the end, that's their main goal. And it's totally noticeable when you've continually choked three years in a row in the playoffs. And I agree. But you are persistent to get paid and to not play if you're not paid the much how much money you want. And so that trend does not look well for the rest of your team. Like they're gonna right. see the lead, the quarterback, which is leading the offense, just begging for more money. Why would I want to play good for this quarterback? You know, I don't know the I don't yeah. know the chemistry on that team, but from the outside view, chemistry is the thing I want the most. Absolutely, because it's obvious if he's taking double takes, and he's not trusting his his wide receivers. There's got to be some sort of link that they're missing, and I think that there's no one else there keeping them accountable, telling them the truth, telling them what's up, being like, hey, we're here to play football, not to get money. And I so agree. in the end, I feel like that's. Uh, that's in, like a morality thing almost, and that'd be really hard to change them as a as a person for Zeke and Dak. So I don't see any change like that in the coming years, unless something big happens and they get they get it thrown in their face. But I don't know what could change that, but it would need to be something really strong. I agree. I think the mindset of the Dallas Cowboys needs to change as one from we're amazing, we won Super Bowls in the nineties mm-hmm. to we are working as hard as we can to be better next year. The leadership needs to be better. The confidence in each other and the people on the team, not not the confidence that the media gives you, but the That's confidence that you have each other. That's like the Cowboys stereotype or whatever. That's what they yes, get made fun of is, exactly. um, 
oh yeah, they still live in the 90s, you know. But they look scared when they play the games. Right, exactly. I think it would be a new coach not scared to tell them what's up. I agree. I think Mike McCarthy just came in really timid, and he's like, y'all just kind of do your thing. Well, it's because he came from Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, who were natural-born leaders, and just they were very natural at the quarterback position. They just knew exactly what to do. That's true. And um, obviously, when he came in with Dak, it was a little bit different. I agree. Dak was really Sean young. Payton is sitting out there. I think we should go pick I him up. I feel like that is a that very will probably solid be the option of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Well, we can definitely talk about that in future episodes. As for this week, Nicholas, why don't you Let's give our quote of the day. Yes, sir. This one in light of being on theme with the Dallas Cowboys is brought to you by the playmaker, Michael Irving. There you go. He said, "Look up, get up, and don't ever give up." What a quote. Ain't Hopefully that the truth? the Cowboys can take that quote into the offseason. All I'm saying Very is seriously. he needs to be the hype man in the locker room for the Dallas Cowboys before every single game. I mean, I'd be game. fine if he's the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you know how animated he gets. Talk about can confidence. rile everyone up. Talk about it. All I'm saying is, like, if he gives me a pregame speech or whatever, I feel like I could run through a brick wall. I think so, Easily. too. Oh, yeah. I think no so injuries. Too. Whatsoever. Mm-mm. Michael Irvin is definitely one of the greatest players. Who knows how to win Super Bowls as a Cowboy? I mean, he's exactly. got my vote for next head coach. Uh, he's got my vote as well. <laughs> Michael Irvin, we'd love to have you on the show as well sometime. Absolutely. Uh, let's write him a letter. Just give us a call. He's listening. That's true. He, he is. To write him a letter. I know he's the biggest fan right now. Absolutely. But we'd like to thank Sean for coming on. Of course. Enlightening us with all of his knowledge. This probably will not be the last time that Sean's on. Probably I hope not. On. Hopefully I didn't ruin my time in the spotlight. Obviously and not the last time we talk about the Cowboys. Absolutely not. Of course not. not. Be looking for a collab episode of Bull Club and Under Review. Hopefully coming at you soon. It'll be a great one. You're going to really want to listen to it. Absolutely. You are all going to Thank you all for joining really us bad. this week. And we hope you have a good week. And See you next time. We will see you next week. Peace out. Peace.